Hi friend, my name is Amy Joy and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. My friend asked me how I got from the point of not praying for eight years to the point that I am now where I can hear from the Holy Spirit, I think pretty well. So you can hear the first part of that story in the previous episode and this is part two. So I had prayed for 30 minutes for a university staff retreat. And the next day I thought, I want to do that again. That was amazing. And I remember I needed to drive to a friend's house in the morning. And so I didn't sign up or anything, but I just covered this, the retreat in prayer. And then that afternoon, I knew that they were going to go and prayer walk on a campus in Colorado. And so I thought, you know, I cannot be there. I'm 2000 miles away, but I can prayer walk my own land. And so I'll do that. So I live on unimproved, well, it's mostly unimproved land. A part of it has a little bit of improvement now, like electricity and a driveway. So I walked up and down my driveway and uh, along the frontage road by our house, kind of making a T shape. And at some point during my time of prayer, I all of a sudden realized, you know, Europeans came to Virginia over 400 years ago at this point. And so there has been I am sure a lot of conflict, even on my own property. And if not on my own property, my county, I I wouldn't have thought of this necessarily at the time, but you know, my county is the same as the University of Virginia and Monticello. Well, Thomas Jefferson had 606 slaves in the course of his life. And so there is a lot of hurt here in this county. This is not an innocent county of no challenges. And so I think about that and I thought, Lord, in the new test in the old Testament, you say that if there has been blood shed, that you required the one who shed the blood, that that one's blood needed to be shed in order to wipe out the stain. And so in this case, Jesus, I'm going to ask that your blood would be the thing that covers all of the the ugliness. I claim your blood over the murders, over the enmity, over the pain. And I had never prayed a bloodshed prayer like that before. I was kind of surprised that it popped out like, what on earth? Where did that come from? And yet it felt really legitimate. Like 400 years of suffering in a state or in a community is a long time. And so I finished my time and went about my day. And on Monday, I woke up to find an email from Connie, my uh, the, the staff worker who had been organizing this prayer walk on the college campus in Colorado. And she said, you know, that morning, or she said first, this campus has never had a Christian ministry that has lasted longer than a year. She said, when we first came, we sent a team there and the, the team got pregnant out of wedlock. So they had to quit within two months or something. And she and her husband thought, oh, that's intense. We should pray more and really saturate the campus in prayer. And then we'll send another team. Well, the second team that they sent, the young man who was in his early 20s went blind. Apparently he had some kind of a congenital issue that suddenly showed up. And so he had to quit. Well, she said with this level of resistance, my hope was that the staff would be able to 
go and come back without any car accidents. That was kind of her level of faith and expectation. <laughs> like, if we could please just not have anybody die, we would really appreciate it. But that morning, one of the off-site intercessors had been researching and found that there had been a quote-unquote reverend who had founded that university who was also responsible for the Sand Creek Massacre, which killed something like 149 innocent women and children um, in the, uh, the Native American, like a Native American massacre, basically. And so you think, oh, yep, that is going to have some pretty interesting resonance around. Uh, there's going to be some curses or some blood guilt related to that. And so the intercessors started to pray basically exactly what I had prayed. We recognize that there is blood guilt and we plead the blood of Jesus over this university. And it ended up being a beautiful time. They made connections with different Christian staff, different Christian professors while they were there. Nobody had any accidents. So it was really so covered. But I was listening to that and I thought, wait a minute, I prayed for the exact same things. And I didn't know about that. But the Lord brought to mind those exact, like the blood guilt. I prayed into that. And I thought, that feels like a missionary biography that I've read about. That's, I've, I've read about things like that. This is now my story too. And it gave me such a hunger for prayer that I really had not experienced before. It was almost like an addiction. Like, oh, if that could happen, what else could happen? And so, Jesus, I thank you for the excitement that comes with answered prayers. I thank you for the way that you do connect your people. And so that even though I was 2,000 miles away from those who were praying, that I got to actually be a part of what they were doing. And so, yeah, thank you for the excitement that you give to us. We give you praise, Jesus, because you are worthy. Amen.